go deep in our heart and speak to us. Holy Spirit, empower me to speak the word of the living God in Jesus' name. Amen. The mockery had turned to silent pain. As the full measure of the execution was coming upon him. He and his buddy had been found guilty of theft and sentenced to the slow, painful execution. The man between them had also been found guilty of treason and blasphemy. In the beginning, they had joined with the bystanders and the religious leaders in mocking the man who had been called king of the Jews. But now, as the full measure of that pain began to come upon him and death was near, in that excruciating agony, he turned his head to the man in the middle and with sincerity and true remorse cried to him, Master, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Panting for every breath, Jesus turned to him and said, Truly I say to you, this day you shall be with me in paradise. Mercy had triumphed over judgment. Even in that horrible, painful time of execution, mercy had reached out and snatched out of the hands of judgment that man. And I tell you, it's going to happen for many here in this room today. Mercy triumphing over judgment. But the sad truth is, every man and woman is under judgment. We don't want to admit it. We resist facing it every way we can. But we cannot really deny that we have never done anything wrong. No, no one can say, oh, I've, 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 I've never been guilty. I, 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 I've never told a lie. Oh, I, I never stole a candy. Oh, I've never hated anyone. Oh, I've, I've never lusted in my heart. Oh, I've never been selfish. truth is, we're all guilty at some point, aren't we? We're all guilty at some point. That's why the Holy Scripture says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not even one. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus 
made this abundantly clear in a conversation he had one day with a young man who came running to him and said, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus looked at him and said, Why do you call me good? There's only one good. That's our Father in heaven. But let, let me ask you, uh, do you know the Ten Commandments? Have you kept the Ten Commandments? And the young man quickly said, oh, oh, yes, Master. From my childhood, I've, I've kept the Ten Commandments. Good, good. Then go and sell all that you have. Give to the poor and come be my disciple and you'll have treasure in heaven. The young man looked at Jesus. And then hung his head and sadly walked away. See, he was very wealthy. And while he, all of his life he had tried to keep the Ten Commandments and be a good person so he could have eternal life, he had failed to keep the Tenth Commandment. Thou shalt not covet. And he had come face to face with what he had been trying to deny all his life. But see, none of us can keep the Ten Commandments. We're, we're all guilty somewhere with one. And the Scripture says if you have failed in one of the commandments one time in your life, you're guilty of all of them. And see, that's the reality but that young man had come to the right person when he came to the master and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? At that moment, he had, he had the opportunity for mercy to triumph over judgment. But he missed his opportunity. And I'm telling you, you're, you have the same opportunity today. Jesus is here giving you that opportunity for mercy to triumph in your life over judgment. That's what Easter is all about. That's what Resurrection Sunday is all about. It's about the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ had triumphed on the cross Jesus Christ triumphed on the cross for you and I. When he walked out of that grave the third day, he triumphed over death and sin. And that's what we're celebrating today. That's what we're celebrating today. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he was taking your place and my place. The Holy Scripture says that God had laid upon Him the iniquity of us all. We're all guilty. We've all sinned at some point in our life. And because of that guilt, we're sentenced to death. We're under judgment. But when Jesus Christ went to the cross... When they nailed him to the cross, 
The Scripture says the judgment written against us was nailed to the cross with Him. The Scripture says that Jesus Christ took upon Himself all of our sin and nailed it to the cross. That is why it says that God made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Jesus who was sinless. Jesus who was perfect. Jesus who had never at any point in His life done anything wrong. He willingly reached out and let Almighty God put your sin upon Him and then He died in your place so you wouldn't have to die. Wow! Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That's like OSP catching you doing 110 down I-84. And he writes out the ticket. And the ticket is for $900. And in your mind, you're calculating, trying to figure out, how am I going to come up with $900? And someone pulls over ahead of you and walks back to the officer and says, give me the ticket. I'll cover the ticket for him. You go free. And he walks back to his car with the ticket in his hand. And you pull out and you boogie on down the highway just happy as you can be. Because that $500, $900 bill is gone. They took it for you. Can I tell you, you owed your life. Your life was under judgment. Your life was under judgment. You see, there are two traits that are common to every man and woman on earth. Regardless of race, color, or creed. These two traits cannot be changed by science or medicine or psychiatry or psychology or social engineering, or any other effort of man. The first trait is we are all habitually sinners by birth. In sin, you were shaped in your mother's womb. The second is every person faces death an eternal separation from Almighty God in hell because we're a sinner we can't change those two traits they are upon us but may I tell you because those traits could never be changed because there was nothing you or I could ever do to change that the Lord Jesus Christ took our place. And because He took our place, now you and I can have mercy triumph over judgment. And that can happen for you here today. Jesus Christ is here today. When they took Jesus Christ down from the cross... A Pharisee, a very well-known man named Joseph of Arimathea, 
allowed them to use his tomb. Makes me wonder if he, in his heart, really did believe what was going to happen in three days. I'll get it back in three days. It's okay. When they wrapped Jesus in the grave clothes and laid him in that grave, your life of sin, everything you had ever done wrong, was wrapped in those grave clothes. And when they buried Jesus in that tomb, your past life was buried with him. Whatever has happened to you, have you been abused? Have you been raped? Were you molested? Were you abandoned? Did you grow up in an alcoholic home? Was your mother a meth addict? Whatever has been in your past, and whatever you have done wrong, whatever shame you have had in your past, was buried with Jesus in that grave. And when, hallelujah, amen. And when he walked out of that grave three days later, you walked out with him in newness of life. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. You can now live in newness of life. Oh, I know. I know. There's a lot of confusion and distortion surrounding what happened that Sunday morning, April 5th, A.D. 33. There's been a lot of misreporting and at times seemingly purposeful confusion of the details. In fact, many of the world religions including the Muslim religion, denies the events of that Sunday morning ever took place. But let me review with you some of those details again. Follow with me. After the crucifixion and burial of Jesus, the high priests and the Pharisees, fearing Jesus' teaching that he would raise the third day, went to Pontius Pilate and begged him to place guards at the tomb so that the disciples of Jesus couldn't come and steal the body and say he had rose from the dead. But that Sunday morning, when the angels appeared and the stone was rolled away and Jesus walked out of the grave, those career soldiers those war-hardened men that had been in some of the worst battles of Rome, they were paralyzed with fear when they saw those angels and saw Jesus come out of the grave. And after Jesus' resurrection, some of those soldiers ran to the high priest and told them the events that had taken place at the tomb. And the Pharisees, knowing that that which they had feared most had come upon them, they gave a large bribe to those soldiers and said, you tell everyone that you fell asleep. And while you were asleep, the disciples came and stole the body of Jesus. And don't, 
Don't fear reprisal from Pilate. We'll go to Pilate and we'll convince him not to take reprisal for your negligence of duty. That is historical fact that that bribery took place. Even more confusing are some of the reports that Jesus did not really die. That when he was buried in the tomb, he was just unconscious. He had swooned. He had passed out. Swooned? A man who had just been whipped at the flogging post until you could see his shoulder blades because the flesh was ripped off his back? The man who had his hands and feet not tied to the cross, but nailed to the cross and bleeding profusely? His body was literally being bled out? And then hours upon that cross, literally suffocating because he could not fill his lungs with air? And then a Roman soldier who was an expert in execution came and declared him dead and then took his spear and rammed it into his side until blood and water gushed out, finishing the bleed out? He just swooned? Could anyone really believe he just swooned? These, I want to remind you, the details I just gave you of his execution, there were multiple eyewitnesses. And then then there's this. There's, There's those who say his disciples and followers didn't really see Jesus after the resurrection. They were just hallucinating. Well, let me, let me remind you of the details here. For 40 days after Jesus Christ's resurrection, for 40 days, he appeared to them regularly and taught them. They were hallucinating for 40 straight days. Oh, and remember, on multiple occasions, he appeared to large crowds. At one time, 500 at one time saw him. Really? You, you really believe that all 500 people were just hallucinating and having this imaginary appearance of Jesus? Come on, it is absolute historical fact that Jesus Christ was seen that they touched him. They had a meal with him. On more than one occasion, they shared a meal together, not with a hallucination, but with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Oh, dear ones, undeniable, Jesus Christ had risen from the dead. What's going on here? What is happening that there's such distortion and effort to confuse? I'll tell you what's happening. Jesus Christ is like no other man in human history. He was not only Jesus Christ, the Son of God, a man. 
He is Jesus Christ, God the Son. He was 100% man, but 100% God. In Him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And Jesus Christ was going to the cross for you. He was paying the price of your sin and your death judgment so that mercy could triumph in your life. And now, dear ones, you can be just as if you had never sinned. Everything that you've been guilty of, everything that you have ever done wrong, everything that you carry shame and condemnation for, I say to you today, you do not have to live one more day, one more week, one more month in condemnation and judgment. I say to you today, mercy can triumph over judgment in your life. Jesus Christ is here today to meet you. And you can come to Him and ask Him to forgive you, and He will. He is here today. In just a moment, I'm going to invite you to come. We have prayer partners that will pray with you. If you came as a guest with someone from Living Faith Church, they will come with you. And you can meet Jesus right here and experience His mercy and His grace in your life. Would you stand with me, please? And I invite you to come right now. Don't wait another moment. Come to Jesus right now.